comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. This is, this is one place God said, test me. Somebody say, test me. Yeah, because the Bible said, thou shalt not t- test the Lord your God. But here he says, test me. Bring the full tight and see if I will not open out the windows of heaven and do what? Pour you out. Abundance of all. May every bad thing be far from you. May you have abundance of only good things. In the mighty name of Jesus. Have abundance of joy. Abundance of peace. Abundance of prosperity. Abundance of progress. In the name of Jesus. Have abundance of children. In the name of Jesus. They are manifesting in your life this month. Give me a believing amen. Amen. Abundance of all good things. Please take your seat. Abundance of all good things. Not only that. Verse 11. He said, I will not insert. Somebody say insert. I will not allow insects to destroy your crops. And your grave vines will be loaded with graves. May your grave vine be loaded with graves. May your pocket be loaded with money. May your wallet be filled with money. May your bank account be fatter than you can imagine. Can somebody give me a believing amen here? I believe in supernatural money. Amen? I believe in supernatural money. I believe in supernatural money. God gives supernatural money. It's not every money you have to work for. There are some monies. God just moves people to give it to you. In this half, the coming half we are entering from next month, people will be moved to give you money. In the mighty name of Jesus, there will be trouble until they give you the money. In the mighty name of Jesus, it will be paining them, but they will be giving it to you. Can somebody give me a belief in amen? Please take your seat. Somebody shared a testimony. I was preaching and declaring like this sometime, and somebody received miracle money in his account. Chopped the money. Later on, somebody heard it. He was sharing the testimony, and somebody heard it, and said, hey, that is not good. I said, hey, <laughs> praise God. You don't know what you are dealing with. He, the, the person, in fact, what the person meant to say was that God cannot do that kind of thing. Praise God. But you see, anytime you question God's abilities, you limit your destiny. Yeah. You can question anyone's ability. I mean, you are the one, eh? You are the one who receives the money. Anytime you question God's abilities, you limit your capacities. The Bible says, I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything? Is there anything? Putting money in your account is not too much. Wiring mobile money, which you don't know the sender, is not too much. Receive miracle money. I said, receive miracle money. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. It's not too much. It's not too much at all. He looked at a woman who was well over 80 years and said, according to the time of life, you'll bring forth life. You'll bring forth a baby. Sarah looked at him and laughed. He said, why are you laughing? I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Creator of the universe, what can you do? What can you do, Jesus? Nothing, nothing, nothing. He said, then all the people, let's go back. Then all the people, verse 12. Good. Then all the people, I seem to be struggling with the mic a bit. Can you adjust this for me? Then all the people of all nations will call you happy. You'll be called a happy person. I said you'll be called a happy person. You know, (laughs) That's one of the translations of the word blessed in the Hebrew. It means happy. Blessed are those happy. Those who are satisfied. He said all the people will call you happy because your land will be a good place to live. I see your land a good place to live. Can somebody give me a believing amen? Amen. Give me a louder amen here. So my focus in this teaching Quickly, it will help you discover a few of the blessings of Titan and we'll use Jacob's life to examine one or two uh, blessings of Titan, about three or four. And then we will look at how to tithe in order to maximize such blessings. Let's come with Genesis, to Genesis chapter 12, 28, verse 10 to 22. And I would indulge your, you to follow the reading closely so that when we are done, we move on into it. Meanwhile, Jacob left Bathsheba and traveled toward Haran. Now, let me quickly give you a background. This is after Jacob had outsmarted his brother, collected a blessing, and then there was hostility at home. The father was not happy with him, and he wanted to, there was tension between him and Esau. Esau wanted to kill him. The mother heard it and told him. So the father called Isaac and said, Isaac, you have to carry out the blessing. Anybody that destroys you destroys our lineage. So now run and go up to Laban. Go to our neighbor Laban or your uncle Laban and live there. And the Bible says, when he left, this was what we are reading. Meanwhile, Jacob left Bathsheba and traveled toward Haran. On his way, the Bible said, at sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up a camp and stop there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. Verse 4, the Bible said, as he slept, he dreamed of the stairway that reached from heaven, from the earth up to heaven. May this be the kind of dream you have. May you receive heavenly dreams and visions. And he saw angels of God going up and down the stairway. Now, Follow this closely because, see, that's what happens every time we are in church. When we come to church, is a place where we interact with angels. Angels are invisible beings. When we come into an assembly of worshipers like this, that's why you have to be alive and active and alert in the spirit. Praise God. Every time you are in church, you are not just fellowshipping with your fellow human beings. We are also fellowshipping with angels. And, you know, angels are always sent to deliver packages. When they see that you are fully engrossed in it, your package will be delivered to you. This morning, I see them delivering their package to you. Sometimes somebody is sharing a testimony. 
The one whose faith is alive connects with it and his package is delivered. Other time, song ministration is going on. Those who are alive and activated by the spirit, they receive. For no man can receive anything. Others receive while the word ministration is going on. But I know in this service, having received something from my father this week, I know you're also living here with something. In the mighty name of Jesus. Beginning from tomorrow, the 1st of July, signs will accompany your life. Mind-blowing testimonies will follow your life. Can somebody release your faith in the service? At the top of the stairway stood the Lord. When I look at it, I just see what happens in church. The Bible says in Hebrews, he said, we are come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, to an innumerable company of angels. That's what happens in church. And he said, I'm the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham and the God of our father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to him. You, I'm giving it to you and your descendants. Verse 40. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. That is how fatals will be. In the name of Jesus. Your descendants will be very numerous. Our churches will be very numerous. Your companies will be numerous. Your children will be numerous. Can somebody release your faith and receive it? They will spread out in all directions. To the west and to the east. To the north and to the south. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. Verse 15. He says, what's more? I am with you. Please take note. I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I declare supernatural protection over your life. I will not leave you until I finish giving everything I promised to you. This year will not end until you receive every one of those prophetic utterances that have gone out on this altar in your life. In the name of Jesus. Everything you have documented in your prayer expectation, it shall be fully delivered to you for a testimony. And those who are, that you are yet to ask, beginning from tomorrow as we assemble before God, God will come through speedily for you. God will come through speedily for you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it. Verse 17. But he was so afraid and said, what an awesome place. Now take note. This is Jacob. Before, I, I, the spirit of God is just so sweet. Everything Jacob described here is everything Paul by the spirit described when he was talking about we are come to Mount Zion in the book of Hebrews. He said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God. In the house of God, we are there. In the house of God, angels are available. In the house of God, God manifests himself. This is the very gate of heaven. Now, the next morning, Jacob got up very early. He took up the stone he rested upon his head. Or he rested his head upon. And he set it up straight as a memorial pillar. Please take note of the word memorial pillar. Then he poured olive oil over it. Verse 19. He named that place Bethel, which means the house of God. Although the name of the nearby village was called Luz. Now go to verse 20. Then Jacob made this vow. Take note. After this encounter, he makes this vow. He said, if God will indeed be with me, that's the first thing he says, and protect me on this journey, and if you provide, me with food and with clothing. Verse 21. 
And if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord God, the Lord will certainly be my God. Verse 22. And he said, and this memorial, please take note, this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshiping who? God. And I will present to God a tent of everything he gives me. Did you see that? He said, the place of worship is the place I will present the tithe. That's Jacob. Here he outlines a couple from his pronouncement and the practical things that happen in his life. This is like a vow. But he goes and comes and we see that practically every one of these things he talked about happened. First, he said, if you will be with me, and I tell you, that's one of the greatest blessings God gives to Titus. Praise God. The presence of God with you is the most valuable asset any day, any time. The presence of God with you. You can drive the bulletproof car. If God is not with you in the car, there are some bullets that are fired. They are invisible bullets. Praise God. It's not what you drive. It's what, who is with you, where you are. Oh, I'm flying first class. <laughs> first class, they will kill you first. If God is not, am I communicating to somebody at all? If God is not with you, if God is not with you, Titan activates God's presence, manifest presence around you. You see, God is everywhere. How many of you know that God is everywhere? He's everywhere. But his presence that is felt, his presence people can see, his presence that is tangible, his presence that generates results, is not everywhere. There are things that provoke that manifestation. His universal presence is everywhere, but his manifest presence is not everywhere. The universal presence is the one that you lift up your eyes and you look at the clouds and you see that, ah, as I see the cloud, there must be God upstairs. It's everywhere. But he's not with everyone. <laughs> That's very deep. God is everywhere, but he's not with everyone. God is everywhere, but he's not with. His tangible presence is not with everyone. Jacob is praying. Now, look at it's, it's so important. I want you to appreciate this because most of us take it for granted. We are looking for other things that people who are going places and they are thinking of bodyguards, you are thinking about all kinds of things. That your greatest safety is for God to be with you where you are going. If God is going with you, I don't care who is the attacker on the way, you go and come back. I said you will go and come back. If you will be with me, if you will indeed be with me, that's the first thing. Now, let me show you. If God had not been with Jacob, eh, he would have gone, been gone. Genesis chapter 31, verse 15. <laughs> and he reduced. Verse 5, 31, 5. He said to them, I have noticed that your father's attitude toward me has changed. But the God of my father has been what? With me. This is Jacob. Laban's attitude had changed towards him. But he said God was with him. Now can you imagine living with a man who has used every means to bring you down. Working with somebody who doesn't like you and is looking for every opportunity to kill you. And you notice that he's eyeing you to kill you. And he's, you are living in his household, living with his children, his male children are all around you. 
But this man says, I'm not better because God is with me. No wonder the psalmist said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comforted me. Listen, I don't know where they carry your name, but because God is with you, every charm, every invocation, every pronouncement shall return back to sender. Can somebody give me a believing amen? amen? It shall never come to pass. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Genesis 31. The same place, 31 verse 42. 31 verse 42. One of the greatest prayers you can pray is, Lord, let your presence stay with me. Look at this. In fact, if indeed the God of my father had not been on my side, the God of Abraham and the fearsome God of Isaac, you would have sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen your abuse and my hard work. Can you see that? He said God has seen. That is why he appeared to you last night and rebuked you. Now, he made this statement because, you see, Jacob realized that the man's attitude toward him had changed and he could do anything to him. Because, one, he worked with Jacob, changed his wages several times. Several times. This time is not for the better. Most times, when wages are changed, it's usually for the better. Even if it's 50 Ghana, they, they don't increase them. But Jacob's case, every year, they were reducing his salary. He was working hard, but his salary was always on a downward trend. Decreasing every time. That was what he was describing. And then, God appeared to him. But what I like is that, in spite of what Laban did, Jacob came out of Laban's house a prosperous person. That's what the Bible said. The blessing of the Lord make it rich and add no sorrow with it. So here, he, after the man had abused him, denied him what was due him, and then the man departs, God tells him, go, I will be with you. As he is going, because he's afraid, he could not tell the man. He carried his wife and children and was moving at night. Then the man heard that Jacob has left and he was going. Gathered all his children and went hard after Jacob. While they were going, they had gone, I think about seven days or so. But he went after seven days. They ran and outran Jacob. But while on their way, one of the nights, God appeared to him and told him, listen, this Jacob that you are running, I know you will run and outrun me. But when you get to him, be careful you don't say anything. Don't speak to him any nonsense. As for touching him, don't think about it. Now, that's what Jacob is talking about. He said, you would have sent me empty-handed. But my God, who is with me, appeared to you last night and gave you this warning. Listen, anyone that is planning your failure or devil and looking for your destruction, the angel of God will appear to them. The God of this commission will appear to them in the night. In the name of Jesus. That's your boss that is trying to destroy you in the office. God will appear to them. God will warn them to be very careful about you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I remember in the scriptures. One man, I like what uh, uh, somebody told Naaman. Uh, Haman, he said, if the Mordecai that you have started uh, dealing with is a Jew, be careful. Be what? Careful. You see, that, that shows that you need to really be mindful of who you are. Most of us, sometimes when things are happening around us, we forget who we are. 
the most important thing you must always remember is who you are. When some things are happening around you, don't forget who I am. Who am I? I'm a child of the Most High God. Who am I? I'm an ambassador of God. Who am I? I am born of God. And the Bible said, ye are of God. And ye have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'm not communicating somebody at all. You must always be mindful of who you are. I can imagine somebody who is a child of a two walking on the street and then a police officer, a military officer meet him and warns him, you be very careful. If you don't take care, I will deal with you. And I can't imagine such a person shivering and going down. No, the, the, the guy will just look at you and retort, you, you know who you are dealing with? Do you know me? That's the first thing you will ask. But most of the time, when Satan is misbehaving around us, we seem to forget our identity. Listen, you are a child of the most high God. You are a child of the lion of Judah. You belong to a company of lions. So nobody can touch you and go scot-free. Understand this and walk and operate in confidence. How can you be a believer you are walking in fear and perpetual timidity? You simply don't know who you are. He said, little children, you are of God for greater. First John chapter 4 verse 4. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's why you should be confident. God was with him. That's the presence, the presence. Somebody say the presence. <laughs> that, that was what set this man apart, Joseph. God was with Joseph and made him a prosperous man. May the presence of God distinguish you. Amen. And number two, divine protection. Somebody say divine protection. divine protection. Now, security is something people pay a lot for in our times. They pay a lot for. And in spite of all that they pay, no, none of them can be guaranteed uh, failure-proof security, including the Flagstaff House. One sitting in itself is not safe. There's no place on earth that's safe. But hear me, there's a place in God permanently safe. I said there's no place on earth that is safe, but there's a place in God that is permanently what? Safe. He said, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. So there's a place where you dwell. You are far from the reach of witches, wizards, and principalities about. You see, know where you dwell. Number one, I said, know where you stay. And then, number two, know where you dwell. I'll be expounding some of these in the next half. This, the coming half of the year. Because those are three, there are three things the Holy Spirit impressed upon my heart to teach this year. Your identity, who you are in Christ is one of the things that we teach him. And then your place, what you have in Christ. In Christ Jesus, you are seated far above principalities and powers. Somebody say, I'm seated far, far above. I'm seated. Say, I'm seated far above. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Can you give me Psalm 91 quickly, please? Psalm 91. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High, not the shelter of Washington, the shelter of the Most High. Not the shelter of Messiah Palace, the shelter of the Mosa. Not the shelter of the Flagstaff House, but the shelter of the Mosa. Can somebody give me a believing amen? amen? 
He said those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2, he says, I will declare, this is what I declare. Listen, no matter where you find yourself, never keep your mouth shut. Because the moment your mouth is shut, your life shall be shutted. When your mouth is shut, your life can easily be shutted. He said, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge. My place of safety is my God. And I trust him. Look at verse 3. He said, for he will, I will he rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly diseases. I come against every deadly disease in your body. I curse them to wither from your life. He said, he will protect you from every trap. Every trap. Somebody say every trap. Say every trap. <laughs> I remember, I think this month also. Was it this month, Ima? This month. I was there when he gave me a call and said, Papa, where are you? I said, I'm around. <laughs> Praise God. Then he told me about something they had discovered in their office early in the morning. Somebody had put some granite mixed with some other things. Wherever they got. An office that is clean, an office that is maintained by a public place that is under lock and key. After the thing was done, no matter, the thing was placed there and they called me. He would deliver. Listen, there are traps. So when you walk through life and you are walking with just this, your natural eye, you are at risk. If you don't fortify yourself, somebody will fight you and kill you. You have to live a fortified life. You fortify yourself mainly by speaking in the language of the spirit and declaring the word of God over your life. Can somebody give me an amen? The Bible said, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue does not speak unto man. For no man understandeth him, how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries unto God. The Bible said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Put on the whole armor of God or else you become a casualty. Called me. I went there prayed with them, and I picked the thing like this. Praise God. The thing that troubled them, and they called me, I just picked it. Don't be somewhere. When we stepped out, I think I came with Reverend Bright, right? Yeah, he had come to town. So I just went there, we picked it, and then I told him, okay, just bend the thing. Let's see what happens. When I bend the thing in the night, before I lay down to rest, Satan said, this thing you are bent. You watch out. I said, Satan, I have no business to even retain that. I slept and woke up like a baby. Am I complicating somebody at all? Listen, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of... Know where you stand or you can easily become a victim. We live in a desperately wicked world. Wicked world. There are people who are laughing with you like this. Who, who are stabbing you at the back. And the least opportunity they get, they will just annihilate you. But the Bible said, he that dwells in the secret place of the Mosah, he that dwells in the secret place of the Mosah shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom will I trust. Verse 3, he said, surely, somebody say surely. Surely. He will deliver. That's what Jacob was talking about. He said, if you will be with me and deliver me, protect me and bring me back to my father's house. Let's look at how this thing went. Genesis 31 verse 22 to 24. Quickly. 
Let's speak in tongues for a moment. I want to hear you blast in tongues. Linda Kalos and Balikala Rapato Kediba Sunde Keteha Yabule Keteka Branduko Sege de Deke Sunde Bande Kaluza Brande Katokaba Glory, 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 glory in Jesus' precious name. Three days later, Laban was told that Jacob had fled. This was what I was narrating to you. So he gathered a group of his relatives and set out in hot pursuit. He caught up with Jacob seven days later. Seven days. So, he, after ten days, the man, Jacob sent, set off ten days earlier. Then the man goes and in ten days, he locates Jacob where he is. After ten days. Because Jacob, how, so if it was a matter of running, Jacob would not, because when he said, he didn't know Jacob just stole his wife and children away. So, three days, the man didn't know where Jacob was. And then, when he eventually realized that Jacob was gone, he gathered the people and they began to chase. Jacob was seven days gone and he got to know it after three days. So, in all ten days. He began to run and he ran and got up with Jacob. So, if it was a matter of race, Jacob would have been gone. No wonder the Bible said the race is not to the sweet. The battle is not to the strong. Bread is not to the wise. But time and chance in the coming half, it shall be your own half. Listen, things you have been racing to get in the first half and you didn't get. When God in the coming half, beginning from January, it will come to you without sweat. It will come to you without any stress. Can somebody give me a louder amen? Amen. Verse 24. (laughs) But the previous night, I like this. I like this. He said, but the previous night, today I feel like preaching. He said, but the previous night. Somebody said the previous night. The previous night. He ran. And so I'm sure that on their way, if they were sleeping every other day on the road, it means on the sit night. When he was about to catch up with Jacob, on the sit night, God appeared to Laban, the Aramean, in a dream and told him, I'm warning you, leave Jacob. Leave Jacob. In the name of Jesus, I declare as God's prophet over your life. Anyone that is seeking your destruction, I warn them in the spirit. Leave this one alone. In the name of Jesus. Anyone that is eyeing your marriage, I want them to leave you alone. Those warning, warning you about your head, I want them to leave you alone. Anyone targeting your finances leaves you alone. In the name of Jesus. I'm warning you. That's what Jacob was referring to. He said, if the God of my father had not appeared to you the night before, I would have been gone. Supernatural protection. Tithing. In the book of Malachi, he said, bring you all the tithes. And I'll rebuke who? The devourer for your sake. The same way Jacob, what the enemies of Jacob were rebuked for his sake. Because he had made, now listen, at this time, the man had not even titled. He had made a commitment, I'm going to do it. And God began to work on his behalf. So can you imagine for you who is a consistent practitioner? Can you imagine? That's why you just don't have to tithe. You also need to know what is in it for you and appropriate it in times of crisis. And then number three, it unlocks divine provision. It unlocks divine provision. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
It unlocks divine provision. Kali is a brand no Verse 20 and 21. Genesis 28. Then Jacob made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey. And if you provide me with food. Somebody say provide. provide. Say provide. provide. He provide me with food and clothing. He said, that is it. Provide. Divine provision. Now look at Genesis 32 verse 10. I am not worthy. I'm not worthy. 32 verse 10. I'm not worthy to be of all the unfailing love and faithfulness you have shown toward me, your servant. When I left home and crossed the Jordan, I own what? Oh, say it. I own what? Except a walking stick. Now my household feels too large comes. Can you see supernatural provision? He left with nothing. He came back with two large camps because God had blessed him. The Bible said, prove me herewith if I will not give you abundance of all good things beginning from this month and the months thereafter. Abundance of all good things will answer to you. Abundance of all good things will answer to you. When he was speaking to Naaman, he said, if God had not been with me, you would have sent me away empty-handed. That means he, when he was living, he was not living empty-handed. He was loaded, and we are told he left with two large camps. Number four, it sees and cements your connection and commitment to the house of God. The practice of fighting consistently sees and cements your connection and commitment to the house you remember Jesus said, without me, you can do what? Nothing. He said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If any branch abided in me, you need to abide. Somebody say abide. abide. There are some things that we do that sometimes can disconnect us. It doesn't disconnect us from God, but sometimes it can put us in a state of disadvantage that affects us negatively in such a way that we are not able to receive what we must receive from God. But the practice of tithing seeds and cement your connection and commitment to the house of God. So, later on, when God was speaking to the man Jacob, he actually referred to this place. He referred to his commitment he made. Look at Genesis chapter 31, verse 13. I am the God who appeared to you at better, the place where you anointed the pillar and made your vow. Can you see that? Can you see that? So when he did it, God took notice. When he did it, God took notice. He said, the place where you are anointed and you made your vow to me, I am that God. His connection was intact. His connection was intact. His connection was, his connection was, his connection was intact. It was a memorial. Titan brings, leaves a memorial of you before God. Anytime a challenge comes, God steps in. And I see God stepping through for you. I said, I see him stepping through for you. Why? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. In the book of Haggai, he said, you look for much. Look at Haggai chapter 1, verse 9 to 12. You look for much, and it came to little. You brought it home, and I did blow upon it. Then you say, because of my heart that is waste, and you run every man into his own house. Verse 8, he says, therefore the heaven over you is stayed. You can see, here they were in trouble because they had abandoned their connection to the house of God. May you never abandon your connection to the house of God. 
David was speaking, he said, I will dwell, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days. But most importantly, I will forever be in the house of God. May you forever be in the house of God. Amen. Quickly, five reasons why people do not receive the harvest of blessings, the practice of titan delivers. Titan, he said, bring all the titan to my storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me herewith if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing which you shall not have room enough to receive. Why is it that some people don't receive the returns? One, they refuse to tithe. You see, God promised it to those who honor his word. If you not obey God, you cannot receive from God. The Bible says, if they obey, Job 36 verse 11, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. In the book of Jeremiah, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, he said, if we be willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. So when we obey God to respond to him and we honor him with our tithe, he steps in into our financial matters. I see God stepping in for you. Number two, they do not follow the scriptural protocols for tithing. You see, there are some people, no matter, they have heard a lot. Like this month, if you are in this church, you've heard a lot about Titan, where it started and all of that. But some people still cannot bring themselves to obey it. That's your challenge. The second group are those who do it, but they don't do it and follow the scriptural protocol for it. There's a scriptural protocol for everything. In the book of 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40, he says, let all things be done decently and in order. There is God is a God of order. He's not a God of confusion. He's an orderly God. And he expects that we work and we operate in an orderly manner. First Chronicles 15, 13, amplified. He says, for because you bore it not as directed at first, the Lord our God broke forth upon us. Why? Because we do not seek him in the way he ordained. So there's a way God has ordained. For things to be done. When it comes to tithing, there are protocols. And quickly, I want to walk you through seven protocols for profitable tithing. If you are going to tithe and receive the required dividends, there are protocols. Somebody say protocols. Protocols. One is that you must tithe, pay the tithe at your appointed place of worship. Pay it at your appointed place. Somebody say my appointed place of worship. Say my appointed place of worship. There are people... Who carry their tithes? There are people who share their tithes among pastors. They are not committed to any church and they have allocated themselves some pastors they pray with or pray for. And every month they send a tithe there, they send a tithe there. Listen, any pastor who receives tithe from you to keep in his pocket is ignorant. No pastor is a church. He says, bring ye the tithe into my storehouse that they may be meeting my house. He didn't say bring it and let the pastor keep it in his pocket. I remember many years ago, I think when I was in Kufuria also, there was somebody who used to uh, call me, and I used to pray with her. She was in London at the time. And she used to send me money. And then one day, I asked her, which church do you attend? Then she says, uh, mention one church like that. And I said, okay, but are you regular in church? And you know, those people, when usually those... <laughs> <laughs> they, they, most of them are usually not regular in church because that, that's why the people complain a lot there. The pastors there, they can't tell you. Those of you travel there too, you know their condition. While you are preaching, somebody is getting out to go to work. Then she said, she was not, I asked, do you tithe? He said, pastor, that's what I've been bringing to you. I said, hey. <laughs> 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 he, said, he, said, he said, that's 
what I've been bringing to you. I say, hey, I am not church. Tithe must go to church. Praise God. You can give me any seed, but tithe is not for me. A pastor who knows, really, and I prayed for the mercy of God to help me. But me, I didn't know it, so <laughs> praise God. But the moment I got to know it, I stopped it. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 10 to 11. Look at what the Bible says. He said, but you will soon cross the Jordan River and live in the land the Lord your God is giving you. When he gives you rest from all your enemies and you are living safely in the land. Look at verse 11. He said, you must bring everything I command you. Your burnt offerings, your sacrifice, your tithe, your sacred offerings, and your offerings to fulfill a vow to the designated place. Can you see that? To the designated place of worship. The place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be on it. That's the place. That's why you take your time. You don't just carry it anywhere. A lot of people say, I tithe. I don't see results. You don't see results because you are putting it on the wrong soil. Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 2. Jeremiah 4 3. Jeremiah 4 3. It says, sow not among tongues. Can you see that? A sower went to sow. All that fell on the wrong soil is the no work. The only one that works is the one that produces. So you can pay 10,000, 50 Ghana, whatever. It doesn't matter. Your tithe is not yours for you to decide. You see, the moment you decide where you are sending your tithe, it's like you are saying that it is yours. But the tithe is not yours. You cannot collect my iPad. And when we close the service, you don't take it to my office. Then I ask you, where is my iPad? He said, Pastor, I'm sending it there. You can't send it anywhere except the place I command you because it is for me. I'm not communicating somebody. The tithe belongs to God. And God decides where it must go. He says, put it in your designated place of worship. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Number two, tithe in love. Pay your tithe in love. Do it in love. Everything we give Work maximally produces results maximally when it is done in love. When it is done in love. When it is done in love. John 3 16 for God so loved that He gave. Let love motivate you. God promises us great returns when we give. But your greatest motivation for giving must be love. He said, If I give my body to be burned, if I give my, my, my property to the poor, and I have no love, it profited me nothing. What makes our giving most profitable is the love motivating it. May you always give in love. Pay your time because you love God. Pay your time because you love the church. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Number three, pay your time promptly. Pay it promptly. Don't delay your tithe. Don't hold your tithe. Don't hold it. It's not yours. In fact, in the book of uh, Genesis, uh, Lamentations, he says, just in case you decide to use the tithe for any re resort, look at that. Genesis chapter, uh, Leviticus chapter uh, 27, verse 30 to 31. One tenth of the produce of a land, whether of grain of the fields or fruit of the trees, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart as holy. To him as holy. If you want to buy back the lost tenth of the grain or the fruit, you must pay its value plus 20%. Now listen, if you are borrowing 10% to pay, be required an interest of 20%, then you know that it's really not wise. Praise God. If you decide to take some out, he said you have to bring the value plus 20%. Why? God wanted to prevent people from borrowing from him. That's what he, that's basically the principle. Don't borrow from it. It's not yours. Number three, four, pay your tithe faithfully. Pay it what? Faithfully. Pay it, pay it faithfully. Deuteronomy 14, 22. Deuteronomy 14, 22. He said, thou shalt truly, somebody say truly. 
Oh, say it truly. truly. Thou shalt truly tight of all the increase of thy seed. Tight. Truly. When you are bringing it, God knows how much you have. How much he has given you and how much you are bringing. And he compares, it doesn't reflect. You are not doing it truly. So the blessing will not come. Why? In the book of Proverbs 28 verse 20, a faithful man shall abound with blessing and he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Why will you want to keep God's money? Because you want to keep it and be rich. And because you want to get rich before what God has planned for you to come to you. The Bible says you won't be innocent. I see the grace of God coming upon you. Number five, tithe in faith. Pay it in faith. Do the tithe. These are seven scriptural protocols for tithing acceptably. Do it in faith. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more acceptable sacrifice. Anything we do, if faith is not involved, God does not acknowledge it. Everything and anything we do. Romans 14, 20. Romans 14, 21. 14, 23. It says, for whatever does not originate and proceed from faith is sin. Whatever is done without a conviction of this, of this approval by God is sinful. Whatever does not originate from faith. You take your tithe. When you are bringing it, there must be faith. Faith that God will honor his word. Faith that God will produce, will give you the reward he promised. The Bible said, he that cometh to God, let him believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Can somebody say an amen? amen. You must tithe every time in expectation. Because God promises so. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Give me a believing amen. amen. Number six, tie consistently. I realize that for most people, this is where they have a major challenge. Have a major challenge. The consistency. That must be the consistency. Consistency. And for anything to produce results, consistency is required. Consistency is what? Required. Consistency is required. Consistency is required. When I came to the frequency, the tightening frequency, it's almost like 20 years now. I have never seen on any single month withheld anything from the Lord consistently. Consistently. Every time God honors me, whether it's a seed, whatever, I always make sure God's part is set apart. Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 20, 22, the same thing. He said, Thou shalt truly tight all the increase of thy seed. That the field bringeth forth year by what? Year. Every year he's talking about consistency. Somebody say consistency. You do it today, tomorrow you are off. You do it uh, three months, the next three months you are off. It doesn't work like that. You, you can't be paid when you go to your workplace three weeks in a month, some other month you go two weeks in a month. In fact, in Ghana they pay us in uh, months. So it, it makes it a bit easier. But in proper countries, that our own Ghana is becoming one of them in Jesus' name. They pay people on hourly basis. You work. So Ghana here, oh, you can call somebody to come and work. Sometimes it's 11 a.m. You say, ah, so for Adia Chimpao, <laughs> 11 a.m. Adia Because we work by day. And it makes us so slothful and lazy and less productive. Hourly, two hours, your 50 pounds is in your pocket. Am I communicating here? That's how they do it. But here, one full month, if the person is messing up, he will mess you up big time. Consistency. Somebody say consistency. He said year by year. 
Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. He said, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we what? Faint not. So what of if you faint? It means you won't reap. That's what simply saying. If you faint, you won't reap. And most of us, sometimes I hear people say, oh, Papa, I've been tightening. I know see top. Listen, I've been tightening too for close to 20 years plus, And I see top. I say what? I see top. If I wasn't seeing top, why would I foolishly be practicing something that has not generated results for 20 years and I'm still doing it? I see top very well. If you know the see top, check your consistency. Because God cannot be faulted for anything. He said, I'm the God of all flesh. I lie not. God is not a man that you should lie, neither the son of man. So if it is not working, it cannot be on God's part, it's on your part. And consistency is the challenge. Consistency is in the challenge. Somebody say, Papa, Papa, I'm challenged. You are challenged by your eating. Seven, yeah. Maintain excellent records of your titan. Keep records. Keep, don't be a... Can you be investing in a place and you don't have records of your investment? Those of you who contribute to SNIT, by this, the Holy Spirit is prompting me to tell you, go and check your this now. Because in Ghana, you don't just drop it and, and it will be there. May the Lord help this nation. They did that from source, but somewhere, somehow, it may not be there. How? 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 You still have to go and check. I remember I had to get tax, uh, clearance for something. And when the gentleman was going for it, they were telling me we should bring our receipts to prove. I mean, that, that, that is... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And people are getting paid for a job. Just some weird means of just taking money from people. I pay the thing, you get records, you record for it, and you give me receipt. If you are need something, I should produce my receipt. Those of you who, are, who pay tight, make sure you keep your receipt. Home. Because that's how it is. I mean, I never knew it. And I, I was saddened. The day you told I was very saddened. Why should it be so? But this nation shall be saved. Amen. This nation will become a better nation. Amen. Can somebody give me a believing amen? amen? So maintain excellent records of your titan. When you are challenged, that's one of the things you need to produce before God. The, the man Hezekiah was given a prophecy. They told him, Hezekiah, set your house in order, you will die. He said, wait, oh, wait, you go. Isaiah, it's not, I won't deal with you. It's not your matter. God, if you say God told you I'm going to die, he's going to kill me, let me go and show him something. He went and pulled his files and began to show God one after the other, the records of his account with God. When he started one, two, three, God said, you win, I lose. He lived. I see you living for yourself. You see, God knows, God keeps records. Malachi chapter 3 verse 16. And some people say, uh, uh, why should I keep records of my... God is a record keeper. And you are not smarter than God. If God keeps records, who are you not to keep records? Then the Lord feared, the, the people feared, and spoke of it to one another. And the Lord hearkened, and had and a book of remembrance. A record book, a book of remembrance, a record book. Reference book, a record was written before him for them that feared the Lord. And that thought upon his name. So God has records. Where is your own record? Where is your own record? Revelation chapter 2 verse 19. Revelations. 
And God, do you know God doesn't need to keep records? Because he knows all things. He doesn't forget anything. He says, I know all things you do. God knows all things. I have seen your love, your faith, your service, your patient endurance. And I can see your constant improvement on all of these things. I know. May your own works be known. Amen. Give me a believing amen. amen. Give me a believing amen. amen. I said I was giving five reasons why some people do not receive the harvest. And I showed you. Number one, I said, because they do not tithe. Number two, they do not. They do not what? They do not follow the spiritual protocol recall for tithing. Number three. Number three. And we looked at seven protocols. They do not recognize the harvest when it comes. You see, it takes a lot of spiritual sensitivity to see a harvest from God. God is a faithful God and is a rewarder. Sometimes people blame God for things he has no idea of. Sometimes you pay your tithe expecting that it will come to you in monetary terms. Sometimes God chooses to reward you with an idea. Am I complicating here? An idea hits your heart, your spirit. And instead of going working with it, you are still sitting down looking for money. Do you know what made Jacob prosperous? It was an idea from heaven. One idea from heaven. Sometimes the day you drop your tithe, it will not come as salary increment. It may just come as deliverance. Satan has planned something negative against your life. God steps in to deliver you. I see God delivering you. You see, when you, are, you expect God to function in a certain way, God cannot be put in a box. Do you know that was a challenge of uh, uh, Naaman? Naaman came to God. Let's read that quickly. Naaman came to God. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 10 to 14. Naaman came to God. And Elisha servant said to him, Go, Elisha sent a messenger saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Look at verse 11. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, somebody say, I said to myself. You see, don't say to yourself, listen to what God is saying. He, that he had already, and I don't know, Neymar had a problem. Your pride is very dangerous. You see, this guy, you are coming. You have carried this disease all your life. You have gotten an opportunity to be healed. They are telling you what to do. Then instead of following what they are telling you, they are saying, ah, I thought he would say to me, surely. I did, I said to myself, he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Now, if you knew how to heal yourself, why didn't you heal yourself? Verse 13. 12. Are not Abana, the rivers of better than all the Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rich. Verse 13. And the servants came near to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to so do something great, would you not have done it? Naaman, I think he was an African. <laughs> I think so. You see, Africans always want to see something. When you pray for an African and say, the Lord bless you and increase you. It doesn't, it's not powerful. In the name of Jesus. They must shake and fall. <laughs> Praise God. That's a, that's a typical African. They must feel something. But listen, we serve a faith God, not a feeling God. There are times where you may have a certain sensation, but that is as God desires it. You have already told yourself, my harvest must come this way. So when it comes that way, you don't even see it. They don't recognize it when it comes. Number four, they do not maintain the right confession after tithing. Listen, let me tell you, when it comes to finances, your math is very important. Somebody say, my math. 
Say, my mouth. Very important. No matter how much seed you sow, no matter how much money, you must be speaking. Somebody say speaking. Speaking. You must speak it. The Bible says in Mark chapter 11 verse 23, whosoever shall say to this mountain, when are you supposed to speak? When there are mountains. Most of us, when we see mountains, we cry. When you meet a mountain, that is the time to speak. The dollar is mounting up. Speak. Am I communicating here? Marriage is having a problem. Speak. And the Bible says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, you are not saying anything to that mountain. You see, a lot of us, we think that when we pray, we are finished. The faith walk does not just end with prayer. I believe in prayer. But for your faith to come alive and be vital and active, you must be speaking. I said you must be what? Speak. When I was going to Kenala, I told God, by the time I go and come back, this uh, part of the deed should be settled. And last week, Sunday, the same thing. I said the same thing when I was dancing and moving up. People didn't know anything, but I was dealing with things. Speak. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the and shall not doubt in his heart, he shall have whatsoever he saith. When the economy, the, the economies are giving their verdict, oh, and the dollar will continue to go up, tell yourself, no matter how, the dollar can go to 10 cities, I will still be buying and selling. Am I communicating to somebody here? That's how you talk. You don't, Listen, he can't do anything about it. The policies they are running, they don't stabilize dollar. A rice is not working. They don't stabilize dollar. Chickens are imported everywhere. That's all. Ghanaians like her bad taste. We don't like to eat what is local. We don't. We are the. We are. We are our own enemies. We are our own enemies. You go to Nigeria to the best of restaurant in Nigeria and go and find long green rice for where? They don't have time for that nonsense. Long green rice, perfume rice, this rice. Listen, don't waste your time there. They will give you hard rice, big, big. Abi, is that not what we eat? It's very powerful. Very powerful. Very powerful. This mass import of uh, uh, chicken. All our poultry farms are gone. When I was young, Daku Farms was a leading farm. Uh, listen. Oh, listen, it's simple. Oh, the way to keep our economy running. Eh? And yet, uh, astronomy. Oh. And yet, astronomy is not neuroscience. That's why sometimes it's just the sheer wickedness of the heart of people. Rice cartel. Just some small money somebody will get. The whole nation should go through a period of challenge because of your selfish interest. But if God be God, one of these days, those leaders shall be slain by God. Because Africa, and there are only two things that can help us. A massive revolution by the people. Like they started in uh, uh, this place. Uh, uh, the guy who set himself ablaze. Tunisia. Either that or God himself begin to grada ne kunkuma mumakumako. Am I communicating here? Because you see, people are just simply wicked. They know the right thing, but they won't do it. That's wickedness of heart. Etrimontine, that's a word. Wickedness of heart. Listen, we have no reason to suffer as a nation. We have no reason to be backward as a nation. Provided our people will take the right decisions. And we as a people will also be disciplined enough to follow. Yeah. Because now even they even said they are not importing rice again. 
radio stations who have no time, have no serious topics to discuss. Listen, if you are putting your radio station on a station, put it on a sensible station. Because there are many useless radio stations in our times. Many useless radio stations. By the time you listen to them, you, you, are, you are just getting angry and depressed inside. No sense whatsoever. The people who are talking, have, you, you don't know where they are coming from. Praise God. But God is coming through for us. Amen. Proverbs 18, 20 and 21. Close quickly. Proverbs 20, 28. 20. He said, a man's belly. Somebody say, a man's belly. Say, a man's belly. Put your hand on your belly. Say, my belly. Shall be satisfied with where? The fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips, he shall be filled. Now, do you understand that scripture? He said, your belly, what fills your life is a product of what comes out of your mouth. What fills your life is a product of what comes out of your mouth. What are you saying? Look at your sick body and say, I am healed. Look at your sick bank account and say, be fat. Look at your body that is weak. As the Bible said, let the weak say, I am strong. He said, when men are cast down, thou shalt say, there is a lifting. Now, most of us know how to pray, but to maintain the right confession, we don't know. You can pay your tithe, but as long as you go, continue. Listen. And you betcha, a betcha, pa. God didn't say, Debbie, Debbie, obey. He said, I will bless you. Begin to act in blessing. Begin to look for people to bless because you are blessed. Am I communicating? That's how you walk in blessings. That's how it works. A close way. They do not receive because they are not thankful for the harvest when it comes. Thanksgiving. Somebody say, Thanksgiving. Hey, listen. Thanksgiving. 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 Be thankful. Every little increase you see, be thankful. Be what? Because no human being has capacity to increase you except God. The Bible said Paul planted, Apollos watered. The Lord gave the increase. The Lord gave the increase. The Lord gave the increase. One of the reasons why the children of Israel, they suffered in the wilderness. Seriously, you know why? Was because they were not thankful. They were not, you go and sit in your shop, and today, uh, 10 people came to buy. Hey, and they join the crowd. 10 people, they join it. ungrateful. 10 people, they join it. Because over the weeks, over the years, when you go there, 50 people come, 20 people come, 10 people. Somebody, the whole week, well, who depends on your Am I communicating somebody here? You have to, you, you, God is not moved by your challenge though. He wants you to be rightly positioned, to receive from it. He won't give it to you on the silver platter. Just do the right thing. Jeremiah 30 verse 19. He said, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them. 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 You are at work. They increase your salary. They added 100 cities. Ah, don't go for a pint. You move it. Move it. Move it. You get your 100 cities. Hey. Now, every, every month, you're 100, 100, 100. Do you know what difference it can make? Am I communicating a thought to somebody? Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. Every time. 
When your husband is not acting right, you see it. When he acts right, now say we nini akata kata. We here. The whole year on top she mount or the eh one mount earrings ah. Ah, kwezi pa nanti u u pepa dia chemia earrings. Listen. Next time chewing gum near the bebro. Turn to your neighbor and say, "Be grateful." Yeah, be thankful. You you cannot. You see. Thanksgiving. That's why when you come to church and we say we are thanking God, I look, oh, I look because those who don't want the church to do well, I see them when we are thanking God. <laughs> I see them. When we are thanking God and you are not thanking, you are getting God to become annoying with us. Out of them shall proceed and I will multiply them. In the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 47, the Bible said, praising the Lord. Acts 2 47, my last is praising the Lord and having favor with all the people, the Lord added to the church daily. Somebody say daily. daily. Listen, if you want to experience daily additions, be daily thankful. Be daily what? Thank God every day. Don't wake up one day. Wake up. The moment you see a brand new day, I say thank you. You look at your husband, whom, who is disturbing you, is still alive. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes, sometimes the man can annoy you and you go to bed not hoping to see his face in the morning. <laughs> By the time you wake up, he said there, say Lord, I thank you that he's here. I thank you that he is here. Because see, no matter how annoying with the man you, you were, if you woke up, you tap him and he was not responding. <laughs> Praise God. Are you blessed today? Lift up your hands and thank God from your heart. Let's end on that note of thanksgiving. Stand on your feet. Let's thank God. This is the last Sunday and the last day in the first half of the year. Do you know the number of people who have gone under the earth in the first half? Countless numbers have gone. Don't stand here and say, ah, from January to June. I was hoping that I will get my job. I've not got it. Thank God you are alive to look for a job. Lift up your voice and thank him. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. The Bible says, Blessed be God, who daily loaded us with benefits. Yonko Sanga Dabata, Banduko Tekelea, Liso Brede, Panteke Luzaba, Ikota Balia, Mugu Sanga Dagata, Ingo Dekete, Labuta, Lakasia, Igrede Kesuba, Dabala, Bala, 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 Bala. Asida, Yadimo.
now, bow down your heads, holy. Maybe you are here this morning, you want to say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to the Lord. I want to be born again. I want to come to the secret place of the Most High. You are here like that. You want to give your life to the Lord. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. You want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior. There's the best decision. You heard our sister's testimony. She said her birthday, this one has been unique because she has come into a relationship with God. You want to give your heart to the Lord this morning. You are here like that. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Spirit of God. We honor you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We give you all glory. Pastor Fuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Fuakwa, please call 540 or 204 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza. Opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. <laughs>